We're talking about being lonely because I was seeing a headline that Toronto is one of the loneliest places in Canada. Great to have you. I'm Alex Pearson. And um, there's a new report and the findings, I'm not sure they're surprising, but they should be uh, troubling because they are reporting high levels of depression and anxiety. And this is a report by the Toronto Foundation. They've been tracking the quality of life in Toronto for the last 20 years. Then they gathered data from 4,000 Torontonians in the year 2022. And what they find post-pandemic is just crisis after crisis after crisis. Like it's the new norm, whether it's cost of housing, homelessness, climate change, drug addiction, all these things happening, creating a permanent state of kind of crises right now. And we're not feeling so great. Things are declining. As far as how we're feeling, things like anxiety and loneliness are a very big reality. I want to bring Sharon Avery into this conversation. She is the CEO of the Toronto Foundation. Great to have you. I've talked to you. We've talked before. And so I know I'm familiar with the study because I remember talking about this a little bit earlier, I think, in the spring. But it's great to have you. Thank you so much for uh, talking about the study. I think it's important to, um, well, I think we were all surprised, to be honest, yeah. that the, uh, the the results hadn't improved. You know, you sort of thought once we were out of lockdown, mm-hmm. we'd find um, the, the data getting better, and, uh, and it's not. No. I think everyone was thinking, okay, like after we get released from lockdown, it's going to be like the roaring 20s. We will be like, it'll be like party palooza. And then it's like, yeah, no, it's people are angry. (laughs) People are broke. They are anxious. They are stressed out. And and I don't know if this was one of your findings because my biggest struggle is I can't keep up. It's just like a never ending, relentless clawing. You're just trying to manage. Right. And I think it plays into the anxiety, but I think people are just feeling very, very stressed out. So what was the biggest um, kind of trouble finding that you, you found in this? I mean, definitely the one you quoted off the top is, is the most troubling, particularly because it comes from a report that was only released a few months ago. Right. Um, uh, uh, then that being that 925,000 Torontonians report feeling lonely mm-hmm. um, at least three to four days in the yeah. last week. Um, and, you know, we in launching the report, we've been talking about the fact that loneliness is actually correlated with a lot of other health issues. So, it, yes, mental health, yes, but also ultimately physical health. Uh, people who are isolated from a sense of community, a sense of trust and belonging uh, really suffer. And so, um, you know, I've been at Toronto Foundation for seven years now, and I, I just couldn't bear to, to release another uh, doom and gloom report. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a there is good news in 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 our report. If you want me to share it, yeah, let's go through some of the more bad news. <laughs> Let me just before we get to the good news, because I do I do think it's important. I mean, you're talking, and, and when I talked about this earlier in the spring, uh, there were findings of like whether less people were going out to vote, less people getting involved in the community. You know, and in this report, I'm seeing more people losing friends, people losing family members, uh, you know, connections and those kinds of things. So there's some pretty jarring numbers as far as changes that have happened within people's lives. And they're not really reversing. I think people thought, well, it'll it'll get better, but it hasn't. No, and and you know, I think the the other kind of set of data that is really uh, uh, troublesome is how many people have stopped engaging altogether. In you know, we we used to be a a country yeah. of volunteers. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've lost three hundred thousand volunteers in the last few years, um, and that trend started before COVID. Um, and in kind of correlated to that, we're seeing a lot less folks um, donating. Mm-hmm. Now we can attach that. There's so many 
you know, connections in this report, right, to, to affordability issues and, and um, uh, income issues. But, but these, these are real things that are starting to affect even the charitable sector. You know, we yeah. can see that almost a third of charities have actually tapped into their reserves to maintain operations at this point. That is very unusual. And so, um, you know, we really feel that people have to understand the fact that, uh, yes, there are a lot of crises going on in the world, um, but we have to stay connected with each yeah, other. We've got to get sure. back in person with each other, and we've got to uh, start connecting in our communities again. Yeah, 100%, because it's so easy to develop those habits where you've just not gone out, and then you're like, I'm not going out. I'm not going yeah. out. I'm not going out. And there's lots of reasons not to go in Toronto, because it's hard to go around construction, expenses, violence, whatever. So you can talk yourself out of it. But I, I, I completely agree. You've got to get back to the office. You have to make connections, get your brain working, get some fresh air. So, okay, let's talk good news. What is the good news that we can take from this? So there's maybe two pieces. One, the good news in terms of the data is that what, what it shows is that if you actually get back out there, if you connect in your community, whether you are become a volunteer or you're doing simple things like just introducing yourself to your neighbors, um, the fact is that we see the quality of life of those individuals, but also those communities go up. So we can actually have some effect by just stepping back in um, and connecting with each other again. And so we've launched a campaign today. Uh, it's called The Power of Us. And over the next 150 days, we're asking Torontonians to commit to one act of civic optimism. And that's about reconnecting with each other and recommitting to the city. And it can be as small as, as I said, like getting out on your street and getting to know your neighbors, to getting back involved in your local community center, to, you know, volunteering for Meals on Wheels, yeah. or joining that soccer team you quit during the pandemic. Any of these things are acts of civic optimism that we'd like to see proliferate through the city. Yeah, I was envisioning like a rave, mushrooms, everyone's out there having fun, but I don't think that's on the list. However, but I do, I do. It's just small connections, right? And I don't think people understand the value. It's certainly if there's elderly people out there, uh, small things. Elderly and, and youth. I mean, we're yeah, really worried about sure. the young people as well. And so I think there's just so many ways to, to engage, but we're trying to make it really easy. You know, we've created this interactive map and folks can actually go right online right now and either make their commitment or see what others have committed through the city. You can pin your commitment onto a, a map of the city of Toronto. And what we're hoping to do is create some momentum where people get inspired by others' ideas, or you can go on and see what's happening. Like, for example, the Bentway, which is this you know, fabulous park under the Gardner Expressway. They're offering free skating or free skate rentals on Fridays through January and February. That is their act of social uh, uh, civic optimism. And so, you know, what what is your idea? What, you know, small or large, they're all going on the map. I I have recommitted to uh, joining a choir again. Yeah, I stopped singing when go. I had kids. So uh, it's it's a far cry from raising and mushrooms, I have to say, Alex, but it is. It's I just pointed out and there. <laughs> but I, I hear you. Good for you. I, I, good for you. Yeah. Picking up that um, habit again it makes a big, big difference. Uh, I'm going to run out of time, Sharon, but I'm glad we chatted. I think it's an interesting study, but I do. It, it's something I think so small could turn it around. We'll, we'll talk again for sure because we, we absolutely have to turn things around. Well, and Alex, yeah. I'd love for you to make a commitment. So oh think about I'm that committed to getting more than four hours of sleep. Can I get can I get four more, one more hour of sleep and I'll be happy. I'll, I'll figure it out. I was trying to think in my head what I'm talking about. What will I say? I don't, I have to think about that. 
Right. You think about it. And thanks so much for telling the story. Thank you. That's Sharon Avery, CEO of the Toronto Foundation. I'd probably make a commit like less news, you know, walking dogs. I don't know. Sleep would be good, though.